Welcome to the Red Dice Diaries. This podcast is a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs from the viewpoint of a long-time GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast was Nightmare by Alexander Nakarada and is used under Creative Commons license. Okay, welcome to this conversation about whether the, the sort of market dominance of D&D 5th edition is a good thing and what the upsides are and what the downsides are, etc. I'm joined by Lloyd Gann and Johannes Pavola. So I'm just going to go over to them to get them to give us a quick 30-second like potted my roleplay history and then we'll jump straight into it. So let's start with you, Lloyd. Hello everyone, my name is Lloyd Jan. I am a role player. I've played a few games for a few years and I think I know more about them than anyone else in the world. I think. I'm clearly wrong. Or am I? Okay, thanks very much. So let's go over to Johannes. Hello, Johannes Paula. Uh, I've, well, short history. I started with Call of Cthulhu, moved on to AD&D 2nd edition, 3rd edition, 3.5, and then all the games forever from that point on. Okay, thanks very much. So, first of all, guys, do we think that D&D 5th edition, the latest edition of Dungeons & Dragons, ha- still has the same sort of market dominance that like, D&D once used to have? Cause, I mean, I remember when I was sort of first role-playing, it was basically you played D&D or World of Darkness, and that was like it, where I come from. So, what about you guys? Do you, uh, Johannes, do you think that D&D still has such a massive sort of monolithic hold on the marketplace as it used to? I think just in terms of pure variety, it's it's not the same kind of dominance. Like you have such a huge amount of options now. But um obviously it's it's the most visible one uh at the minute, especially with wizards being on a huge like sponsorship kick uh recently with all, all these live shows that pretty much everyone's doing right now, which I think is pretty damn cool that they're supporting directly these his, uh, creators. I mean, that that's true. I mean, potentially we're also looking at they've started to sort of put out there a number of feelers for like um, Magic the Gathering crossovers or using Magic the Gathering sort of worlds in D&D and putting out material for that, as well as sort of resurrecting a number of the older campaigns. So we've seen like... Um, the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide and um, the the Ravenloft adventure that came out and now there's stuff that they're releasing for Eberron. So it looks like they're recycling a lot of the earlier edition stuff as well as, like you say, getting into all the actual plays and sponsoring all these like fantastically put-together shows and various things like that. So, Lloyd, what do you think about the, the sort of market dominance or not of D&D 5th edition? D&D has massive market dominance and it's grown the world. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. My name's been Lloyd. Have a good day. Yeah. I'll see you later. Um, yeah. Okay, good. That was great. Oh, Bye-bye. yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that, that's pretty much it, really. I mean, like, that's the podcast over, but I'm done. Okay, let's, let's, let me just, let me just put it in perspective. Let me just put it in perspective. D&D is so popular right now, so popular that by sales alone, technically Pathfinder is an indie game. Oh, damn. Damn. Like, let's, let's just get... I'll tell you what, Lloyd, don't, don't mince your words, though. Tell us what you really think, man. Now, we're not in the mood for none of this, like, oh, well, maybe they kind of came this thing. No, 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 they own it. They do it. They, mm-hmm. are, the, they, are, the, they are the Marvel movies of the freaking gaming universe right now. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us who are writing games have to sit on the coattails. 
they don't need to advertise because everyone thinks of role-playing game. The first thing they think of is Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. They don't need to go out of the way, which they still do anyway, because if anyone wants to start a role-playing game, one that good ways of starting it is D&D was a definition. It's not, it didn't always used to be like this. There used to be a moment where like it was D&D, then there was like World of Darkness, and it was like the real starting up. Maybe you had like some rebels who were like, oh yeah, I'll play GURPS or something, I don't know. I'm not your dad. But, <laughs> but even then, even then, after all of that, after all of that, and they came through with fourth, and then Puzzle were like, I'm going to have me some of this cake. Even then, they still had the name power. They still had the thing where people would say D&D first before they say any other role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And in the last five years, they have capitalized on that, and now it shows. Now, mm-hmm. you, we want D&D versions of every... Y'all remember Castles and Crusades? Yep. Mm-hmm. How much money did that thing make on freaking Kickstarter? One mil, like one mil, one mil for a supplement about getting a castle in your freaking D&D game. It's a book. It's a single book, guys. People yeah, well, release role-playing games and they don't get that much. They don't get to freaking 10,000. A supplement to the D&D game you are playing gets a million. Where, where do we go with this? Yeah, I mean, that's that's one million. But did you check out Matthew uh, Colwell's? The, basically the same thing, like, you, you get your strongholds uh, in your 5th edition game, dude, make fucking bank on that <laughs> Kickstarter. Thing is, I, I do agree that you're right, like, mo- most non-role players, I'd, I'd go so far as to say, like, 99.9 recurring percent of non-role players. If you say, like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, they'll have at least a vague idea of what you're talking about. Whereas, if you like rocked up to um, someone who wasn't involved in role playing and you were like, oh, well, I'm going to play a game of um, 13th Age or I'm going to play a game of GURPS or whatever, I don't think you get anywhere near the same sort of recognition. I think, as you rightly say, Lloyd, the, the brand has like massive recognition out there, even amongst non role players. And I mean, is that potentially a good thing? Because Certainly in my experience, I've seen like a lot of people who have come into role-playing, and I, I know several people who have come into role-playing via various versions of D&D. They then sort of got into role-playing via that as sort of like a gateway drug, if you will. And then they've then gone on to try other stuff. Whereas if that sort of D&D sort of saturation into the, the popular consciousness wasn't there, would a lot of these people have picked up role-playing at all? You want to go first there, Johannes? Before I destroy this conversation again, I mean, might as well. Like, I don't think there's any argument to be made that D and D is not the gateway into RPGs right now. Because, like, like what pretty much said, role playing is is kind of D and D is is the fucking Google verb in in role playing. Um, if if you catch my drift there, and with the like the big platform here. Uh, for D&D in the online market is Twitch. And they have one category for role-playing games, which is Dungeons & Dragons. So if you're streaming on Twitch, you're streaming under the flag of Dungeons & Dragons, regardless of... uh, Well, if you want to use a different category, obviously you can, but... I mean, that's a good point about the social media and Twitch and that. I mean, if you want to see how much... 
D&D has sort of infiltrated consciousness, all you have to do is like make any post on Twitch that's about role-playing and just put like the hashtag like D&D and just see how many like more times that will get retweeted, shared around, liked or whatever compared to uh, a different game or something that doesn't feature that hashtag. I mean, I think there's about half a dozen or so sort of bot-style accounts whose sole purpose is just to like retweet shit that has like D&D in the hashtags. Well, it gets even crazier than that, guys. So, because D&D is so popular right now, because it is the gateway, it has become its own goddamn bridge, its own rainbow bridge to get people in. Because you go, I want to play role-playing games. What can I find on here to help me play Dungeons and & Dragons? And you Google that stuff, and you will find a prothora. I love using that word. Prothora of freaking mm-hmm. help. People will tell you, what kind of role-playing games they are, what kind of role-playing games there could be. You've got videos like, um, like uh, the, the animated spell book. You've got Puffin Forest. You've got like, I don't know, what's the name of that dude that everybody hates on like Facebook for some reason? Because like, I don't know, I don't know what's up with that. They've got Critical Role. Is it Demon Forge? I can't remember his oh, name. Don't Forge Cast. Don't Forge Cast throwing up his shit as well. Like, there is so much if you want to know how to play D&D that is out there. I am literally going to go play a Warcraft... I was a homebrew Warcraft D&D game next month because I hate myself because a friend of mine has made it and wants to share and test it out and play it like there's so there's, there's, there is everything you ever wanted if you wanted to learn role-playing games kept in that D&D sphere it's a good point as well because I mean, you're talking about resources online I mean as you guys know I quite like using Roll20 for the various games I run if you're running like a sort of D&D-esque sort of fantasy game and you're looking for like maps, encounter details, anything like that. You can find like millions and millions of like applicable graphics, stat blocks, etc. on D&D, on D&D for like Roll20 and other things like that. And that's not even including like the stuff that Roll20 and other online gaming things are specifically built for D&D, like uh, I played a couple of 5th edition games where we're using the sort of um, the D&D like, encyclopedia bit they've got on Roll20, and you can literally just like, oh, you're making your character, you just go, oh, I want to put these spells on my character sheet, you type in the name of the spell, drag it across your sheet, boom, it's all mm-hmm. there, no messing. Mm-hmm. It, the, game, the game is supposed to, the game at first, when you look at it, it looks complicated, but so many people have gone out of the way to simplify it for you, that if you don't play it as a gateway game, you are actually missing out. It's, it's, it's essential now. If you want to roleplay, you start with Dungeons and & Dragons, and then you work your way to what you like and what you don't like, and then you move on from there. Like, we, we wouldn't have this hobby if it went for that goddamn, like, 3.5 slash 5th edition slash AD&D Slash yes, fourth does exist, guys. I don't care what you say; it's amazing. Slash all those games together, we wouldn't we wouldn't have this damn. I would not have a job if D and D did not exist, especially mm-hmm. in this day and age. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I entirely agree, and I mean I, I, I've no problems with fourth edition myself. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was different, but you know, lots of games are different. I was fine with that, but. I do think as well we've sort of a lot of people sort of focus on the other side of that where you do tend to get your people who are like right it's D and D or nothing the, the sort of the, the hobby like starts and ends with D and D so is that the sort of like the flip side of that coin where 
we're saying like, oh it's a great gateway you know you play a bit of dnd you find out what other games you like you expand your hobby but you've also got these people who are sort of like they get locked on to that one sort of view of like right this is what role play is and don't really look outside of that yeah that's that's my one like the the, the thing that makes me the most sad about dungeons and dragons being so successful and i i do enjoy fifth edition for what it is and i think uh, of their like recent releases, Tomb of Annihilation is spectacular. Uh, but um, the <clears throat> well, I, I guess because I I enjoy uh, a wide variety of games now these days. Uh, it makes me kind of want to get other people to enjoy different games as well. Mm. So when and it, it's it's weird because I have nothing against someone. Being like, yes, fifth edition forever. I need no other game for me, uh, and th- that's fine. But uh, I-, I would just be like, well, what about this? This is this is a different flavor, uh, and it does different things. So I it, I kind of feel like maybe people are missing out. But if they don't feel the need to try different games by themselves, then I don't care <laughs> really. But yeah, I just mm, don't really know how to put it to words. I just wish that people would explore. Maybe they would find other things that they enjoy as much as they enjoy fifth edition. Well, actually, I'm gonna argue again. I'm gonna argue kind of sideways on this. So at mm-hmm. first, I was always like, guys, you gotta get past fifth ed, mate. There's like a whole world of role playing out there. There's fate. There's part by apocalypse. There's forge in the dark. There's modifiers. D two D twenty games. There's all of that out there. Y'all gotta like break out of your shells and try that out. But you know what? In those games, you get people who go, nope, this is the only system I want, nothing else. I won't play anything else. That's it. I'm looking. I'm looking at you, OSR people. I'm looking at you. I, I see you out there. I see. I see you. <laughs> well, wait, I what are you trying to say? You, 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 you know, I love I me some of that OSR, Lloyd. I see you, dog. I see you. Like, do you have any see... more bullets in your magazine, Lloyd? Like, because you're, you're firing some shots. That's it, man. He <laughs> just come in with like a Tommy gun and was like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we always, we, I'm always like, oh man, I can't believe someone's done a Warcraft hack of Fifth Ed. Can't they play other games? But people, I mean, people just want to stick with what they like. Some people just stick to D&D and don't branch out. Some people branch out, do World of Darkness, and they can't stop white, wearing black makeup. Some people go to OSR and then hate themselves. And some people do other things, like, it's fine. It's fine. That is all good. That is exactly the kind of hobby we want. We want people to stick with what they want and do it well. Like, it's all, I love, that's great. Like, yeah, true, more people are going to stick to D&D and nothing else. Oh, man, I can't wait to play my all-orcs adventure to level 30 where we're all playing orcs and fighters um, and maybe fighter, maybe one ranger. Yeah, this is so much fun. Woo. But you know what? Those guys are having fun with that. And that's kind of game they like to tell. And despite how much I feel they are horribly wrong, that is what they enjoy. So I should not be sitting here saying that that is a bad thing. That is a good thing, and we should encourage that. I mean, the game you want and strengthen it. I mean, I think one of the one of the advantages of like D and D as well is because everyone's so familiar with it. If you just want to have like a game and relax and not have to like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but you don't want to like have to like tax your brain too much. You can you can jump into a D and D game. We all sort of know how like most D and D games roll. You can play a character. You can still enjoy yourself, and you can just relax and like. I have a good time playing that game. I mean, I, I play in a couple of games that Andre runs that are like sort of 
take place at about like 1am UK time and it's like I struggle to like say my own name at 1am in the fucking morning ne never mind like playing any sort of like deep meaningful character but because D&D has that sort of air of familiarity with it and most of us like after you've been playing for a while you know the classes you know the basics of like how it breaks down e even at like 1am in the morning I can still role play a reasonable character in a D&D &D game whereas I think if it was some other games that I wasn't as familiar with or some games where it's maybe a bit more in depth I, I would struggle with that you know like everyone has days when they like they come back from work you're tired your heart whatever you just want to relax you just want to like kick off your shoes and like just have some fun playing a role-playing game and I think D&D &D is great for that I'll respect that opinion that you should give us <laughs> rock up with it I will respect you I will not push it I'm just saying, like, y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta step up your game, y'all. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's fine, it's fine. I cannot tell people how to role play. Well, that is not my job. Well, well, if it, just in case it interests you, Lloyd, that the last character I was playing in, in these sort of early morning games was like a gruff, sort of like miserable dwarf. Now that's pretty much like me with a bigger beard, so that was dead easy to play. But um, since that character's like passed on, my next character is like this hyperactive, like Asimov fucking druid because i was like oh, i want to like challenge myself and do something a bit more away from my own character so I i'm trying to play this quite happy-go-lucky sort of hyperactive which are two words that you couldn't really use to describe me character in the future just to like, as you say just to like push myself and try and step my game up a little uh, i i i'm like i wasn't dissing your character bro i think i think you are capable of role-playing I, I, hmm. Johannes, what do you think about the subject before this gets a bit too personal? Smooth. Do, do you want to specify? Like, which, which All of these it, things? Anything, please, God, help me. <laughs> I'm going to tag you in, brother. Um, or out, rather. Um, yeah, there's something to that uh, thought that D&D &D can be, uh, like, your, the thing you do without thinking. Like, if, if you're familiar with some of the basic concepts uh, of it uh, from way back, let's say you started with first edition, you're probably going to be able to just well, well, your way through a I, session of 5e. I, I, I mean, if you want to look at it like, uh, like if you're going to watch a film or something, like, if you, if you, like, go to a cinema deliberately to watch a film, you're sort of invested to a certain degree in that. So you might go and watch something that's like a a thriller or something that's like challenging or that you're gonna to have to think a lot about but like if you get if you get home one day and you're just tired after work you just want to sit down with like a drink and just like watch something that you can just like have on in the background and just sort of like what you're probably gonna pick like one of your old favorite films or like an action movie or something like that that you can just sit there and go oh yeah i'm just going to enjoy this and not like agonize about it too much mm -hmm. yeah and there's a reason why uh when I figured, yeah, let's run a one-shot with a fairly uh, like low cycle of preparation and inviting players. There's a reason I went for Tremulous, because it's easy. There's very low barriers there for players and me as well, as the person running it. So in, in that way, if you have a good enough handle on 5e uh, as, a, as the person running it, and you don't agonize over the fact that your players are probably not going to remember all the specific rules for all their specific stuff. 
then yeah, uh, I, I can see the, the whole. And you you've talked about this before, John, for your for your own uh, purposes about D and D being the sort of like, yeah, I'm just gonna enjoy this, uh, have a, have a fun ride. Yeah, I mean, so ironically for me, like that's the same reason why I went for for more sort of ostensibly like indie or some mechanics like games like fate and power by the apocalypse is also the same reason why now i'm enjoying the osr games because they're all like very familiar that they're all sort of like fairly rules light and i can just concentrate on the actual like role playing and enjoying myself and i know lloyd like doesn't play a game unless it's like written on the back of a napkin in like Mm -hmm. a a pencil like in someone's like in someone's like dinner hour or whatever but <laughs> but I, I I I do think that that's that's where there's a link between like the indie games and like OSR and like even D and D fifth edition to a certain extent. I mean, fifth edition has sort of like reined in the complexity a lot compared to like things like three point five and certainly things like Pathfinder that sort of like ladled it on in like big heaping shovelfuls. They've tried to sort of like bring it back a bit. And I'm not saying they've like entirely simplified it. Certainly not to the extent that OSR games do. But I think they have recognised that a lot of people. Uh, and maybe pushed for time. They've they've only got a limited amount of time to spend on the games, and they want to spend the most of that time they can, just like relaxing, enjoying the games, socialising, and doing some role playing without agonising too much over like complex rule systems and the like. I think that's also entirely fair. I think that's. I mean, if you enjoy the game, you should stick with it. It's why people love Fifth Ed. It's got mm-hmm, the right level mm-hmm. of crunch. It's got the right level of crunch, so you feel like this is systematic. As a light level of free form, so you can be like, oh, theater of the mind. And you can use maps, or you can't use maps. And you can use tokens, or you can't use tokens. And it's technically kind of entirely up to you. You can have fun in that game, no matter what you do. And that's where its strength lies. And that's what makes it so universally appealing to the point where it, it basically destroys the universe. It is, it is, it is <laughs> one, one day, someone's going to make a role-playing game. That is going to be the Thanos yeah, I was, I was just gonna not, say. That was almost <laughs> there when Paizo turned up, but unfortunately, part two took the did you fifth to get back? It's almost time. Someone's gonna do it. At this point of the recording, I launched into a massive analogy about the Avengers Infi- Infinity War and how it compared to D and D fifth edition, which had Lloyd shrieking about spoilers. So I've edited it out in the final version of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that never happens when you when you talk about it. That's it, exactly. But so uh, to get back on track, where were we? Um, so fifth ed is is evil, <laughs> apparently, and will destroy the universe. Is is that your statement? Well, what? I, I, yes. I think I think that's a viewpoint that like, Lloyd's held for a long time. I mean, m- myself, I, I'm not a massive fifth ed fan. I, I, I do play it. It's not my favorite role play game, but. I, I do think there's something to be said for, for how accessible it is. And I think another positive of it is if you're like maybe not getting down with like the online role playing so much and you don't live in like a big city, it can be quite difficult to find players. Whereas if you can find a few players, chances are they'll know D and D. So if you like go into like a game store or whatever and you're like, Oh, I wanna run a D and D game, you'll probably find some players. Whereas if it's like a lesser known system, you may not have as much luck. And maybe once you've got like a, a posse of people who have like played in a D&D game and enjoyed them, you can then say, oh, well, what about we try this other game? And it, you can sort of lead into it from there. I think that's also a really good way to do it. 
Um, that's the way most people tend to find other games as well. Some people just try to decide, come in and decide to try something completely different, like their friends being into like something else, something indie. I have a few people who came into it through LARPing, of all things. And some people just don't like fantasy, and they're like, no, fantasy is just not my cup of tea, so I don't want to play Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. You know what? That's what we need. We need another good fantasy movie. It's been a while. Lord of the Rings was too long ago. Yeah, and let's face it, The Hobbit didn't really do it, did it? We don't talk about that movie, never happened. Don't they have a new, like, D&D slash Forgotten Realms or whatever movie in, in the we world? Don't t- D&D movies don't exist. No, I mean, a new one, not the horrifying one with the, the trash. All numbers. D&D-related <laughs> movies do not exist. All of them. Oh, also, also the ones that don't exist yet? I mean, yes. I mean to be fair, man. But the the original like D and D movie. I mean, not even like Richard O'Brien in it could like save that movie. And like, fucking, if you make a bad movie and it's got Richard O'Brien in, man, there's, there's something going wrong. Why did nobody tell him he was wearing the purple lipstick? Why did no? I don't. I think I think we've done what we need to do. Uh, um, is there any more questions? No, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think we've pretty much covered it though. So, so basically, we've got D and D as like a, a sort of potential entry point, and it's it's still in that sort of position of like market dominance, and it's it's one of the most well known like role playing games ever. And I mean, until Lloyd's sort of like Thanos esque future system comes along, that that's really not going to change. So, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that. So. Uh, Thanks very much for joining me this evening, guys. So that's it for this episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future, please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Anchor. Until I see you next time, whenever you're playing, take care and enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm.